0: Welcome in to Locked On Knicks, Alex Wolf here, no Gavin today, and I am breaking down the Knicks 108-97 win over the Sixers. What a game this was, unlikely heroes abounded, Evan Fournier and Deuce McBride went crazy, especially in that plus-minus column. The Knicks overall had a great game getting to the free throw line, kind of beat the Sixers at their own game, and they held James Harden and Joel Embiid. Pretty well in check, all things considered. So I'll be talking about all that and more next on Locked On Knicks. You are Locked On Knicks, your daily New York Knicks podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And I think we see Willis coming out. There he comes right now. He a five. Ewing from the, right the up, up left. Now fires three. He's good, And he's fouled. All right, welcome in to Locked On Nicks. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. First time users can receive a hundred percent. Instant deposit match up to a hundred dollars with promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com. Promo code locked on. And I want to thank you guys for making locked on your first listen today and every day, whether you're checking us out on your favorite podcast platform or taking in the sights and sounds on YouTube. I appreciate you making us part of your daily routine. I'm Alex Wolf, I'm editor in chief in Excite the Strickland, which you can find at the thestrick.land. And if you haven't already, make sure to hit the subscribe button on YouTube, notification bell. And uh, hit the subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform. Hit to auto-download episodes. That way you can make sure you never miss an episode if you're enjoying it. Uh, But the Knicks here, what a Sunday night game. 108-97 to over the 76ers. And they never said die. They just had a nonsensically good comeback. This feels like the type of comeback that teams usually have against the Knicks. And in fact have, I think, multiple times this year so far. Uh, you know, it felt very much like like those games where Julius Randle will go off in the first quarter and then the team just won't quite be able to keep that lead. Usually for the Knicks, the collapse happens in the third quarter. Or so uh, maybe sometimes it starts a little bit in the second, and then goes into the third. In this case, the Knicks just totally were able to get right back into this game. Uh, they go down by 21 in the first quarter. I wish I could tell you exactly how. That happened, uh, but unfortunately, by the time the ESPN decided to let me watch the game, uh, I had it <laughs> set to record because I wasn't going to be able to watch the the opening tip in the, the first quarter or so live and uh, went to go watch it and was greeted with flag football. So f- apparently other people had that issue as well on uh, ESPN. So thanks. Thanks for that, ESPN. Uh, but by the time that you hit the, you know, midway through the first quarter, these guys are down 21 points already, and you're like, oh, well, this seems like a lost cause. Except for then, the Knicks managed to come back. They scored 17 straight uh, to bring the game a lot closer in the second quarter, managed to then take the lead, and they wind up winning by 11. So what a, what a heck of a game for the Knicks overall. The most unlikely of heroes, uh, <laughs> Evan Fournier and Deuce McBride somehow – become the heroes of this game. I don't think I'm promoting it in in this episode, but if you made a FanDuel same-game parlay on this and picked Evan Fournier and Deuce McBride to have over a certain amount of points, you probably won a decent amount of money, although I guess you could have also made a prize Picks entry. I'll do that in a minute, but uh, Evan Fournier, 17 points, 6 of 11 shooting, 5 of 8 from 3 in 24 minutes. I mean, look, I've said this before, and I don't mean, you know, sometimes I say... Good for him, but like, but in this case, good for him for staying prepared uh, and always being ready to to come into any given game. And unlike the last time that he got some minutes last week uh, when things were pretty ugly and he was, in my opinion, kind of chucking and not looking to work within the flow of the team. In this game, he looked really good. I think he, I think he took his chance and he ran with it. Um, the shot making, I think, was the most important and most impressive thing from Fournier in this game. I'll just run through. He had six makes in this game. Here's here's what they were. He had a double side step three for his first make. So, you know, juke somebody on the perimeter, took a one dribble, double side step to the left, shoots a three, makes it. Had a stop-start layup in the lane, which has been an iffy shot for him at times, but did it pretty masterfully, like Emmanuel Quickly-esque at Quickly's best, where he just kind of, Got into the lane, got a guy on his hips, stopped, and then just kind of went forward and, and put it in. If it wasn't defended as well as it was, it could have potentially been a, an and one type opportunity as well if he was able to do that. Uh, then makes a falling out of bounds three where he got it. like He was still in motion going towards the baseline as he caught it and shot it and made it from there. Then it makes another sidestep three, makes a super long spot up three, Uh, Later in the game, and then just a regular old spot up three, just a a great shooting performance from Evan Fournier and and a great display of what at his best can make him really good. You know, like he's he's a really good player on offense when he's feeling it. problem this year has been, you know, it's you just wonder, like, why have you not been able to have the confidence to score like you obviously can? It's kind of bizarre I don't know exactly what it was but I mean it wasn't for lack of opportunity early in the season like he was he was still getting his minutes he was getting starts and everything else especially before Grimes came in and you know it was just like where to go I mean it's the guy that made the the Knicks three-point record last year and did it pretty easily it felt like so it's good to see him kind of bounce back he also wound up with the second highest plus minus for the team with a plus 28, which was second only to, of course, Deuce McBride, who ends up with 14 points, three boards, two assists, shot three of six from three, and was a team high, get ready for this, plus 34 in 23 minutes. That's insane level of uh, impact on the game. Uh, actually, the the Knicks in general, their uh, overall plus minus during this game was Pretty interesting. It was, uh, they had a, like, all the starters were a negative in this one. All the bench guys were a positive. So, like, quickly was a minus 19, for example, which probably has to do mostly with the fact that his minutes directly coincided with deuces in a lot of cases. Uh, they weren't like a direct one to one for one another, but yeah, quickly had a little bit of a rough game. But then Randall, Sims, uh, Brunson, and Grimes all end up with somewhere between minus four to minus eight. And then the bench was Hartenstein plus 19, 48 plus 28, Deuce plus 34, Obi Toppin plus 17 in a little under 14 minutes. So pretty crazy stuff there from the bench, but especially from Deuce. Uh, I mean, Deuce, like, played fantastic. Uh, he hit one of the bigger shots of the game late that put the Knicks up eight with 320 to go uh, per NBA stats. Pulled some matchup data, uh, which you can you can always find a little bit after the game. Per NBA stats, the Sixers shot one of eight when guarded by Deuce in this game. He also got guarded Tyrese Maxey for about four minutes of total game time when they were both on the floor, and Maxey did not even attempt a shot during that time, uh, which tells you a lot about how much Deuce was hounding guys in this game. I mean, I'll give credit to the entire defense, like even Evan Fournier, who normally is... Sort of a, a, a you know a open fence door you know leading right to the hoop when he's on the floor or a guy that gets too handsy or whatever the whole team came in pretty determined to not be too handsy to play clean defense and just kind of let the chips fall where they may and I think they did a good job of it um, but especially Deuce you know having that sort of impact whoever he guarded was not having a good day uh, and I'll say it it all seems to be coming together for Deuce his defense is so good. even if he's basically just hitting threes he could be a huge positive like we saw in this game i mean he didn't even shoot the best percentage ever um and still managed to be an overwhelming positive in this game and a lot of that too was the fact that he got to the free throw line as well and shot five or six there uh which sort of leads into my next point which is that the knicks in many ways sort of beat the sixers at their own game in this one but I want to real quick remind you all. You know, I, I mentioned it a second ago. Uh, so I'll mention it again. If you want to potentially make some money uh, off of picking the next unlikely heroes of the Knicks, you can do that with Prize Picks. And Prize Picks is my favorite daily fantasy game. It lets you play against just projected numbers instead of a bunch of basically professionals that have a bunch of spreadsheets and algorithms and everything to tell them who to pick. All you do on prize picks is you pick your favorite players or just the players you think are going to do certain things against the projected numbers. Say, I think that so-and-so is going to do more than this. So you could be like, I think Deuce McBride is going to score over six and a half points. And I think Evan Fournier is going to score over three and a half points or whatever. And you would have potentially won a bunch of money in this half <laughs> of this game because that would have been a great entry. So how does this whole thing work? You pick two to six players And if they go on to score more or less than the price picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money. There's no competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. And PrizePix offers projections on any sport you watch. That includes the NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, men's college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, WNBA, eSports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, disc golf, Euro basketball, cricket, and more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It really is that easy. And they offer safe and fast withdrawals. They're currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. So download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, prize Picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, prize Picks will give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. All right, and I'm back continuing talking about this Knicks win over the Sixers and you know, I just I I thought that it was interesting. I think the biggest the biggest win for the Knicks on defense in this game was keeping James Harden in check. Um, And, you know, as we know, I I mean, he's had some huge games as a rocket, mostly against the Knicks. Uh, You know, so he's certainly one of those guys that tends to get up for Madison Square Garden and will put on a show. The Knicks made sure that the show never got rolling with him in this game. It was And it was great. Um, You know, they, they kept him really uncomfortable the whole time. He did not get to shoot that many free throws. I think that's the biggest thing. You know, he winds up shooting 4 of 11 from the field, 0 of 4 from 3, had 12 points, 12 assists, but only 6 free throws attempted. That's huge when you're dealing with a player like a James Harden who basically makes his money off of uh, making free throw attempts and generating them, making them. Like, that's kind of been his way that he has unfortunately uh, restructured how things go in the NBA in many ways uh, as far as how guys score. So that was fantastic. Uh, I thought that they just, the the biggest winner for me, as far as guarding Harden was Jalen Brunson. I think he like sort of figured out the blueprint. Like you just got to keep your feet going side to side. You got to keep yourself in front of him, you know, and not reach on him at all. And Brunson just possession after possession on Harden, You know when he was matched up, and Harden made a couple of them. To be clear, which will happen, but Brunson played the perfect brand of defense, which is just stay in front of him and just keep your hands up. Don't reach for the ball at all. Like that's how Harden generates those free throw attempts is by uh, having guys reach for the ball, and you know then creating a a reach in violation off of that and taking a shot attempt and getting his free throws. That's it. Just that's how you stop him. Period and he managed to do that. I thought it was just really well scouted, great defense by Jalen Brunson on James Harden to make that happen. And Joel Embiid just was 6 of 16 from the floor as well. Uh he did get 19 free throw attempts and eventually ended up with 31 points, but I thought the Knicks get, did a good job with him too, like keeping him uncomfortable, you know, not letting him get off easy attempts and you know, that's kind of look he he shot great from the free throw line. I think he was eighteen of nineteen. so you know that's that's like free points in the end, you know, which is why he ends up getting over thirty points like he did. But all in all, I think that they did a good job defending him as well and and I mean, this is a guy that projects to potentially be you know, an MVP candidate this year once again. and that's you know, if you can hold that guy to to thirty seven and a half percent shooting. And limit his impact on the game. That's that's a win. You know, it's he's going to get some of his no matter what. But if you can, if you can stop him to a degree, and you can keep his teammates in check, like they did with Harden, like they did with Tobias Harris shooting five of twelve, like they did uh, with a number of the guys off the bench. Tyrese Maxey, you know, I already mentioned, like didn't even wasn't even really able to get off shots when he was guarded by Deuce McBride. And he did shoot four of eight, but like didn't get as many opportunities as he normally does like those. That's the way that you end up, you know, winning a game is if you're able to pull that off. Also, you know, it goes without saying because of how good the the performance was overall, but the bench was fantastic. It was really satisfying to see uh, in particular Georges Niang who lit up the Knicks on Christmas go oh four from 305 overall. Uh, So the bench came prepared in this game, and I I really like how things uh, turned out for the Knicks in this one uh, with the bench and everything. And uh, I think one other thing, too, the Knicks managed to sort of play the Sixers' own game on them a little bit, too, where the Knicks, they didn't shoot super well from three in this game. And, you know, that has been a sort of a death knell for the Knicks at certain points this season. They only shot 12 of 36, so 33% from three, which I guess is somewhat okay as a team, but not great overall. And, like, the starters really did not shoot well from three, so, like, quickly it was 0 of three. Randall was 1 of eight. Brunson was 1 of three. Grimes was 1 of five. Luckily, you had uh, Evan Fournier and Deuce McBride, who off the bench shot 8 of 14 for you from three. But, you know, other than that, they – the starters really kind of made their money on generating free throws and doing what the Sixers normally do to you where uh, Julius Randle ends up shooting 7 of 8 from the free throw line. Even Jericho Sims gets in on it with 6 attempts, shoots 4 of 6. Brunson shoots 8 of 12 from the free throw line and Grimes gets 2 of 3 from the free throw line. So It was a an encouraging uh, performance from the Knicks that way where they were able to sort of You know, the starters had their struggles, but they were able to sort of absorb the fact that they were not having a good shooting night, that Julius Randle, you know, didn't go for 15 points in the first quarter or whatever. And they were able to sort of take that in stride and still get to the free throw line a bunch and manage to generate points in that way. So uh, encouraging stuff all around. I'll talk a little bit about about some of the other guys on the team real quick. But first, I have to remind you guys that today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. And if you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories, you gotta try a built bar. We just got through the holidays. I know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year. And if you're like me, when you wanna eat healthier, you don't wanna compromise taste. Well, I've got just the thing for you. You gotta try built with built healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious, you won't think they're good for you. They're perfect for your hopefully still ongoing New Year's resolution. And what makes built bars so good? Well, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate and they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie and coconut almond. I'm not sure how Built does it but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. What's even better is that they're healthy. They're just they have just 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. Good news is, now you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your built bars at built.com, but now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right, head to your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of built bars. You pick up a four bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. And if you're close to the Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13 bar box with their hit flavors, brownie batter and churro. You can thank me later. All right, and I'm back to finish talking about this this big win for the Knicks here. So just gonna bounce around the box score a little bit, give some give some thoughts. So basically, I mean, I realize so far mostly we've talked about Deuce McBride and Evan Fournier, though it's well deserved for those two. Again, especially for Fournier. You know, like good for him, man. Like I'm glad that he had this this great showing here. Uh but yeah, bouncing around the box score a little bit, Isaiah Hartenstein. Only two points in this game, fouled out in in twenty six minutes, but His impact was felt. I mean, the Knicks, you know, if you're facing the Sixers team, you need rebounding. Uh, You know, they have, they of course have uh, Joel Embiid who's going to just gobble up rebounds. But like Tobias Harris is a good rebounder. James Harden obviously is one of the best rebounding guards of all time. Um, But the guys off their bench did not do much in the rebounding department. And you can definitely thank, uh, Isaiah Hartenstein for some of that and the fact that, you know, some of their starters didn't do as well on the boards as well. The Knicks wound up winning the rebounding battle in this game and and Hartenstein had 14 of them uh, in those 26 minutes. That's huge. I mean, that's, I'm starting to think that probably his best attribute that he offers is his rebounding, Um, much like Mitchell Robinson, where, you know, we've talked extensively about how Hartenstein can't replace Mitch defensively obviously and can't play the same role uh but as far as his rebounding i think that you know he's not as good of an offensive rebounder but he's definitely he's a good rebounder he has good timing i don't necessarily think that he always boxes guys out perfectly or plays the game you know that way as far as being physical as much as i would want but he, he's just got a, a nose for the ball and, and gets in there. And, you know, even if he doesn't box out perfectly, he's definitely always in the mix for any given rebound, which is good. Um, of course, you know, again, it, it showed up in this game, but, you know, he does tend to foul a decent amount. Um, but a lot of that was like Joel Embiid. He got a lot of people. And, you know, the Sixers in general got a decent amount of guys in foul trouble. Fournier wound up fouling out. Uh, Hardenstein fouled out. Sims had four fouls. Uh, Quentin Grimes had four fouls so like you know it's what the Sixers will do to you but I think that Hardenstein made more than enough good of his minutes that he had Uh, Jericho Sims too speaking of you know being pretty good in his minutes I thought that he was as well had eight points and seven boards including four offensive rebounds in 22 minutes Um, also had a couple steals and I, I thought this was a nice outing for Sims he he did what needed to be done and he played a much cleaner game. I think than he's played in some games recently, which, you know, is especially in a game where Hardenstein wound up fouling out too, is, is going to be important. You know, you need to be able to stay on the floor and uh, just kind of perform your duties well and, and not make a lot of mistakes. And I, I thought he played a pretty, uh, I, I wouldn't say fully mistake-free brand of basketball, but pretty, pretty mistake-free brand of basketball. Uh, Quentin Grimes had, I think a pretty good game as well. Didn't really shoot well from three, but did a lot of those things. I mean, it's it's to the point with Grimes, Brunson and Randall, right at this point where it's like, it's almost like how much is there to talk about with them when they just have a game that you sort of expect out of them. Um, Although I guess the unexpected thing with Grimes in this game is that he had 13 points, but only shot one of five from three Uh, shot five, of 11 overall the rest of the game. And he was doing more of the, the cutting, the you know, finishing at the rim, those sort of things that he does at his best uh, in this game rather than just being a three-point gunner. And I think those are the things that are starting to really differentiate him as more than just a three-point shooter at this point in his career. Uh, then you had uh, Brunson and Randall. I mean, I thought they gave you the contributions you would expect. Neither of them had a particularly great shooting game, but both of them had good passing games. Uh, Brunson ends up with 21 points, 6 of 16 shooting, but did have eight of 12 from the free throw line. I already did mention, you know, they did a great job of getting to the free throw line and sort of playing the Sixers game against them. But both Randall and Brunson had seven assists. Randall also had 24 points and got to the line eight times, shot eight of 19 overall, but only one of eight from three. I mean, again, good for Julius, though, that he was able to put together as good of a game as he did without the three-point shooting. I thought that he really got into it and really, you know has been doing the same thing a lot recently where he's playing really well inside and certainly did so in this game as well, which is impressive again against a guy, you know, a team with Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris, PJ Tucker. I mean, PJ Tucker is like made to give guys like Randall fits and Randall still managed to get his uh, in the end and, you know, produce against a really formidable frontline that the Sixers have. Uh, the Sixers were also red hot coming into this game, and the Knicks managed to beat them. So, pretty great stuff. Uh, but I think that's that's basically all I got for for this game. So, uh, thank you all for listening. I know it's a little bit of a short episode, but um, you know, I think as I said, at this point in the season, it's like how much more is there really to talk about with certain guys? Uh, but I was really happy to get to give Fournier and do some spotlight here. We do have the trade deadline coming up this week. Uh, I think I'm going to announce a trade deadline mailbag uh, on Twitter in the next like day or so, like probably later today. So, if you want to submit some some proposed trades for that, feel free to put them in the YouTube comments if you're here on YouTube, or shoot us a tweet at LockedOnNicks on Twitter, or a DM with a, a trade offer and uh, you know why you think it's a good idea, or just show it to me with no context. Um, I'm happy to go over it. So. Trade deadline coming up Thursday. Probably going to be a big week for the Knicks, but stay tuned. We'll have you covered on Locked on Knicks. But until next time, thank you all for listening and talk to you soon. Peace out.